Good morning and welcome to episode six of the XRP podcast. My name is James Herbie and I'm your host for the episode today. I want to uh, welcome our listeners back to uh, new episodes of our platform. You can find us on um, Twitter with our handle at podcast XRP. You can find us on YouTube at XRP podcast. You can also find us on anchor at podcast XRP. Um, I want to thank everyone that has reached out to me over the last six months uh, while I have been dealing with uh, illnesses and uh, unfortunately uh, deaths in the family. Uh, I want just to extend my gratitude to everyone for the um, kind sentiments and well wishes as uh, I was dealing with those issues in my family. Uh, now that I am back on a regular schedule, it is time to continue with our journey in the adoption and path of our favorite digital asset, XRP, and their parent company, Ripple. Um, there's been a lot of uh, events that have transpired in the last uh, several months in the XRP ecosystem and market. And today, what I want to do is focus on what I think is the biggest event during the intervening last uh, five months, which is the partnership that Ripple has begun and continues to grow with MoneyGram. If you are unfamiliar with MoneyGram, MoneyGram is a uh, payment services company. What they do is they allow people in one country to send money to people in another country. Their main competitor is Western Union. If you are familiar with them, they are the biggest uh, payment services provider uh, in the market and globally. And MoneyGram is second in that market. Now, MoneyGram has a uh, very up and down past. Uh, they have been around for a long time. They are very established and they are a publicly traded company under the stock ticker MGI. In recent years, MoneyGram has had very um, rough times as far as earnings, growth, stock price. And Ripple identified them at as not only a, a strategic partner, but also a strategic time. Now, if you're familiar with, uh, if, with Western Union or MoneyGram, a normal transaction using their service is for a customer to go into a store. Western unions are in very many large chains, grocery stores, banks, malls. You can find them uh, at a lot of different different places. And what you do is you go there to to a uh, to a, a location and you give them money. And what they do is they communicate with another Western Union or MoneyGram location in the area where you're sending money to. So let's say I live I live in Ohio. If I wanted to send money to my sister who lives in Canada, one thing I could do is I can go down to my local Walmart. I could visit the MoneyGram that is inside Walmart, and I can give them, say, $1,000 to send to my sister that lives up in Canada. Now, what the the uh, MoneyGram employee will do is they will communicate with their other MoneyGram location up in Canada, 
where my sister will be to pick up the money. So in essence, what we're doing is you're, you have two person-to-person transactions going on, me as the sender, my sister as the recipient, and the MoneyGram uh, employees, they communicate with each other through their own system as far as money being received and then money being dispersed to my sister in Canada. And they do that for a fee. It can be several several uh, uh, percentage points of the amount that you're sending. It could be a flat fee. It really depends on the location and uh, whatever promos might be going on with the company that you're using. Now, Western Union is by far the largest. They have hundreds of thousands of locations worldwide. You can transact with them in just about any currency. Um, and they have spent decades building their infrastructure where you can go to one Western Union location and send money to virtually anywhere else in the world. The problem is with Western Union is that they do have fairly large fees. Sometimes you also have to worry about drag times in terms of the person on the other end being able to get their money. It really depends on the types of currency that you're sending, the corridors that you're sending money through, um, and the amount that you're sending as well. Now, in recent years, Western Union has taken uh, a clear number one market maker leader position in that industry, and they have been very resistant up till now about entering or embracing any of the cryptocurrency or digital asset market. Now, MoneyGram, uh, as recently as uh, June, had seen their stock price go under $2, as low as about $1.50. That may not sound too bad when you're talking about per unit of stock, but when you consider that their all-time high is over $200, you can see that there's been a large decrease in their uh, stock market cap and earning potential for their shareholders. So MoneyGram uh, has been on the ropes. They were looking for a new way to gain a competitive advantage in the payment services market to chip away at the dominance of Western Union. And that is where Ripple uh, enters the equation. Now, you're familiar with uh, you know, we, our primary topic here on our podcast is XRP, but we also talk a lot about Ripple. Now, Ripple, if you remember, their one of their flagship software products is XRapid. XRapid is a uh, software product that allows currencies to be exchanged in real time using the digital asset XRP as the bridge currency in that transaction. So if I wanted to s- send money from, again, from America to, let's say, Japan, and I wanted to do so, XRapid can immediately convert my U.S. dollars into Japanese yen and vice versa. It helps to eliminate the need for uh, Nostra Vostra accounts, pre-funded accounts, and the frequent uh, couple business day delay that you have as banks use the traditional SWIFT system to validate transactions. So it really was a perfect 
uh, time for both Ripple and MoneyGram to partner up. Ripple has been looking for new ways to expand the adoption of XRapid and the XRP digital asset. MoneyGram has been looking for a way to gain a competitive advantage on cross-border international payments. So XRapid allows MoneyGram's customers to get increased speed in their transaction. No more waiting hours or even days for a transaction to go through. It's really just a matter of seconds. For Ripple, what it does is it, it allows their products to gain a foothold in the more traditional business marketplace, highlighting the XRapid product. Now, up until this point, there has been no digital asset that has um, entered into the payment service market like Ripple has. So what happened was in June, Ripple bought a $30 million stake in MoneyGram. They didn't buy the whole company. They basically bought $30 million of equity in the form of a stock purchase. And when they bought the stock, they bought it at a price of $4.10 a share. And that was over double what the current uh, MoneyGram stock price was at the time of the partnership announcement. So what happened in the first couple months after Ripple invested into MoneyGram? Well, what we've seen is, is that MoneyGram's stock price went from $1.50 to over $6. In the span of 60 days or about two months, MoneyGram's stock valuation increased by four. It quadrupled. And all of that was due to the announced partnership with Ripple. It showed the public that MoneyGram is not only proactive, but able to embrace new technologies, such as the XRapid uh, product. It also highlighted the uh, positive impact that doing business with Ripple has in the general marketplace. Ripple has a very uh, positive uh, reputation, and their products are, are gaining uh, mainstream adoption. And MoneyGram's partnership with them just highlights how quickly Ripple and their products are expanding. So now what we've seen is that over the last several months, at the end of the quarter three report in MoneyGram, their CEO said that we would continue to see increased adoption and utility of the XRapid product within MoneyGram's business services through quarter four and into 2020. And if you take a look at, you can look at online uh, references for, for the, the full data, but even you can go on, on uh, MoneyGram's uh, corporate site and they have data about these uh, developments. And what you've seen is that MoneyGram's customers that use the XRapid product have seen drastically de decreased fees. They've cut down on the amount of time that it takes for a transaction to be processed. And they've also seen increased... Uh, enthusiasm from their shareholders. So it's been a win-win-win across the board for MoneyGram. For Ripple, it's been great because, number one, they've made money on their investment. They invested $30 million into MoneyGram, 
and at basically four dollars a share, and they have already made money on the deal. Uh, even though there's been a little bit of a retracing, MoneyGram's stock still is trading above what Ripple bought at their investment price. And what it also has done is it also has reinforced Ripple's belief that there are many more use cases for their products and the digital asset XRP besides the traditional cryptocurrency speculation and the uh, traditional financial services that they're trying to accomplish through their more uh, comprehensive suite of services. So, so far, it's been a very positive development for both companies, Ripple and MoneyGram, and for their customers. It also has shown the crypto market at large that Ripple's not messing around, that they're going to be at the forefront of getting enterprise adoption of digital assets, and that we can look for increased partnerships by Ripple with other growing companies as we go forward. I'm going to go ahead and stop there about our discussion about Ripple and MGI. I want to thank everybody for taking a listen in. Please uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter at the handle PodcastXRP. You can, you can email us at podcastxrp at gmail.com. You can also follow us on YouTube under the XRP podcast channel. Again, my name is James Herbie. Thanks for listening, and we'll be with you on Wednesday for Episode 7.